There we go. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Here we are on draft day. A little bit different feeling draft day than we've had in uh, in recent years. Been a been a definitely a departure from the typical DNVR uh, Avalanche draft coverage as uh, even uh, more Just- so as of this morning. Did you get a flash? Did you get a flashback this morning when you woke up and you saw the Gorgiev deal from when we got up on draft day in Dallas and the Avs traded yep, for Grubauer? That was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, the I was first like, thing I, thought of. I was like, they did it again. Yep, yep. That was, so uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm on the mend. Feel a little bit better today, but was definitely uh, slow getting up, getting around. And I kept saying, all right, get up, go get in the shower, you know, get the day going. And right <clears throat> as I was walking towards the shower, my phone went off uh, and it was the news uh, that uh, the Avalanche had acquired goaltender Alex Georgiev from the New York Rangers, originally reported by the team uh, to be a third and a fifth this year and a fifth next year, but that was amended. The final details of the trade are Alexander Georgiev coming to the Colorado Avalanche, and they are sending a 2022 third and fifth round pick, as well as a 2023 third round pick. And AJ, uh, 100%, the first thought I had was you and I sitting in that humid-ass Airbnb um, when the Avs uh, acquired Philip Grubauer a couple years ago at the draft in Dallas. But... With those picks going the other way, the Avs now do not make a selection until the sixth round tomorrow, assuming they even hold on to that. So uh, we're going to get into uh, contract status, uh, where we think this will, you know, all the uh, where he'll resign. We're going to get into the trade itself, but I want to take a second to talk about Darcy Kemper off the top. The three of us spent the last two days saying, yep, that's the one guy we feel pretty confident. They'll get him done, and, and we'll be talking about that deal. Um, in the past, you know, in past tense here pretty soon. Well, it sounds like the Avs and Darcy Kemper, uh, along with his camp, his agent met yesterday. They had a cordial conversation, uh, but essentially left it by saying, you know what? I think we're kind of far apart here. Uh, thanks for everything. We'll see you later. Uh, Megan, I'll start with you. Uh, kind of your knee jerk reaction when, when, when the news is breaking this morning. It was definitely a shock. I think we all talked about yesterday pretty strongly that this was going to be something with Kemper or a starting goaltender like an Andre Fleury in his place. And so Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, so the tandem goaltending situation isn't something that we entertained for very long on the pod. And we definitely didn't bring up Georgiev in that right. conversation. So it just was kind of a shock. But I'm also excited because I think there are similarities to this situation um, in when Darcy came, it was not only a gamble, but there was an opportunity for Darcy to prove himself in that season. And I think that Georgiev is looking at a very similar opportunity coming off the heels of one of his worst seasons and even younger to prove himself in Colorado with a fresh start. AJ sounds like maybe Darcy Kemper. I don't necessarily know if I want to use the term priced himself out, uh, but it sounds like we kind of got another Philip Grubauer situation on our hands here where the money he was wanting just exceeded what the abs were willing to pay. I'd be, I'd be curious if we could uh, sit down and ask like to a man, was it the money or was it the term or yeah. was it both? B- 
Because I think if they... Oh, muted yourself or your mic just cut out. Yeah, my bad. I hit the button. <laughs> um, I I think uh, I like I wonder I wonder if they would have been comfortable going six million, but more chill out, little homie. <laughs> but I wonder if it would have been more like over like three or four years, right? Because um, we had talked. He's already thirty two. If somebody's going to give him, and I said yesterday, I would have a hard time believing that an NHL GM is going to give him five or six years. He seems to have confidence that he's going to get something like that out in the market. If somebody does that, then um, I'm fine. I'm like I'm completely, <laughs> I'm completely fine moving on from from Darcy Kemper. But um, this was kind of a surprise answer. Yeah, um, I'm actually between uh, Gorgiev and. Uh, Jonas Corposalo, I'm a little surprised that this was the guy they went with. Between uh, like backups that wanted out of their wanted out of their current situations, uh, Georgiev is a guy that has been kind of on the outs in New York for a while, and the Rangers just didn't want to give him up. Um, you know, teams don't want to give up young goaltenders that they think could go on to make them look dumb. Right. right. Honestly, two third round picks and a fifth. It's pretty. It's a pretty cheap price. I agree. Um, so it's, it, I really, I guess, I guess my only real hesitation here is, you've got two guys who have never been starters in the NHL in Pavel Francouz and Alexander Georgiev, and you're, you're just not sure. Like you, Georgiev has gotten worse every single year he's been in the NHL. Finished last season with an 898 in 33 or 34 starts. It was 34 appearances and 34, uh, 32 starts. Okay. Or that was his career year. That that was 2019-20. It was 33 appearances, 28 starts. Sorry. Um. So it's it's like it's it's kind of an odd solution for them to come to, but it's cheap. You consider that uh, Georgiev's qualifying offer is 2.65 million um they, it sounds like they're going to get a deal done with him uh, that might be a multi-year deal yeah i want to see what that number is but i i their their goaltending tandem is going to be right in the five million dollar range combined right darcy kemper is getting more than five million dollars on the open market next by week. himself right? yep. no no matter what so you're talking you, you're talking about the these two guys are are Cost efficiency wise, I had mentioned on yesterday's show that Frankie is a little expensive for a backup. Not a lot, but a little expensive. But now you're talking about a $5 million tandem. You're going to be one of the cheaper nets in the NHL. Yeah. But the question is, is how comfortable truly are you with that cheap of a goaltending tandem, that inexperienced of a goaltending tandem, that unproven of a goaltending tandem? Uh, backstopping the defending Stanley Cup champions. Right. Right. And now you you do sit here and you you wonder a little bit is this maybe the 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 perfect situation for goaltenders like that given that you're playing behind a team that is as structured as the Avalanche that is as defensively yeah. sound as the Avalanche as deep on the back end as they are. Um you know it's easy to look at Philip Grubauer who the Avs went through this almost exact same thing last summer with. Um 
went to Seattle and the wheels kind of came off. There's a lot of things you can point at there. Um, but I mean, does Megan, does that give you any kind of not hope isn't the right word, but like when you look at that, you say, okay, cool. This, this is a team that can play with structure and you just need, you need good to really good goaltending. You don't need great behind this team. We kind of saw that in the gamble that was Darcy Kemper. And that was actually some concern or even incentive I felt for Kemper to stay in Colorado is knowing the team playing in front of him was pretty sound defensively, even with some decisions still to be made for the Avs decor. And so knowing that, I actually have some concern for Darcy about where he goes next, that destination, if it's going to be able to hold up um, in front of him as well as Colorado did. That being said, that's going to be an advantage to any goaltender coming into Colorado um, to include Georgiev. And so it feels like a similar gamble. It might be an even higher risk gamble, but we're also not seeing something like Connor Timmons leave. It's also unknown what we're giving up here as well. Um, And so in some ways there are a lot of similarities in the risk that's being taken, but we saw it pay off last year that I have a little more confidence going into this especially because we saw how frankie stepped up in the playoffs that this is feasible so darcy kemper probably the most sought after uh free agent maybe behind mark andre Fleury uh on the goaltending market yeah i'd have to imagine it's going to be what edmonton toronto that are gonna be looking for this guy's services do you either of you guys have a guess on where he lands no. no, I feel like no. Edmonton just because of the original interest they had last year and what they discovered was a problem for them in goaltending that next season would probably circle back and see if Kemper's an option. I think uh, Chad had a question that I think really just boils this conversation down to who is the starter? Yeah. So when the Avs open the season against Chicago and raise the banner, who's the guy in net? I I think if you're asking me right now today, it's probably Frankie, right? You give him That's how I feel. Him, you give him the reward for I mean, the dude won four games in the Western Conference final. Uh he was he was good for the Avs. So I think right now today I probably lean towards Francois, but um Look, I mean, Georgiev's 26. You got a couple guys younger than 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 uh, Kemper was who are going to be kind of battling. for. They're, they're each looking to earn the number one job, right? These are two guys who see themselves, I'm sure, as having starter upside, starter potential. You get to have these two guys uh, go kind of duke it out, see who earns the net. You know, fun facts, Frankie's less than a month uh, apart in age from Darcy Kemper. A month, really? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. Kemper has a May 5th birthday and um, Frankie's is June 3rd. Fun fact. There you go. Very fun. Um, Gorgiev at 26 does also give you that option. Look, if he becomes a legit starter for you, if he's for real, if this is a huge pro scouting win and the Avs the Avs get an actual starting goaltender uh out of out of Georgiev, then at twenty six you might have a long term answer here. Like 
Right. It is a possibility. You know, this uh, the, a lot of a lot of people in chat is already firing up the Eustace Ananen stuff, but um, That's we, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. He needs another. He's going to be another year in the AHL, and then we'll see. Um, there's no there's no rush there. He's not Ananen's probably not going to be a significant impact player in the NHL next year. Um, probably just going to be a spot starter. That's it. And um. But I think on day one, it's probably Frankie. Who starts game one of round one, I think is the much bigger question. Because if Georgiev can't outplay Frankie, um, you don't feel, I don't think you feel as good about this deal. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely an upside deal, right? You're giving up picks, which, uh, you know, we, we've all kind of made the joke. But really, I mean, the abs have kind of made it obvious. Hey, look, we got our cup. We know we're in a window here where we can take some big swings and and kind of experiment with some stuff. So they they really are. I mean, they're they're kind of punting on the draft this year. Oh, I mean, totally. Yeah, uh, punting. The the draft is tonight. We no longer have any need to talk about it. Legitimately, the only reason we'll talk about it is because like things are going to happen. Like right. Chicago's going to trade to Brincat and. You know, like stuff is going to take place that we we want to get into around the league. But as far as the abs are concerned, this draft class will be one of the rare draft classes that very likely produces zero NHL games played. Yeah, I mean, and we'll see. We even still have about 24 hours until we're nearing sixth and seventh rounds. They may just trade out of those while they're at it. And I uh, hope they do. I hope, seriously. I hope they legitimately just punt on the whole thing I, I i'm with you um so you know, like i said this, this is definitely an upside an upside swing here you're saying we we see something that we like in this guy we can get him for cheap we think he's someone that's maybe been blocked behind uh another goaltender and we think he could thrive in a, in a in a system that is a little bit more structured has a little bit more focus on defense and not just try to outscore all of your problems and hope that your goaltenders bail you out. St. Um, Louis. St. Louis, New York. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, I like the move. Um, especially, obviously we, we won't know until Darcy Kemper signs that contract somewhere else. But you know, last year when, when Philip Grubauer did this, I think everyone kind of winced and then you saw the dollar amount. And you're like, Oh, well, yeah, you probably wouldn't have wanted that around here anyways. Oh, he's from Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. He's got multiple flags on his Elite Prospects page. Yeah. Wow. DNVR. Whoa, what? Nothing. Just. <laughs> DNVR Avalanche Podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Talking about all the craziness that has already started uh, here on the NHL Draft Day. Make sure you guys are heading over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the action never ends over there, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now on DraftKings Sports, uh, plus right now DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. Make your first bet up to a thousand dollars, and if it doesn't win, you will get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action from baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel 
endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That is promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We are also brought to you guys today by Sexy Pizza. Sexy Pizza has 13 years in the Denver community. They are as local as it gets. Hand-tossed pizza made from scratch dough every single morning. Choose your adventure. What? So we had it last night. Did you? See, look. Season's over and we and we can't get no. enough of it. He I was, was going to take a picture of it and be like, is it game day? I'm so confused because we even got garlic knots to go with it. Dude, it I was, was like, you, just, you have those game day routines and like it's so funny. I was I was so ready for the season to be done to get a break. Yeah. And after like three days, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get like back into this routine. Yeah. So AJ's already the lack of it. rhythm. The lack of rhythm certainly uh, just it's, it's uncomfortable. It throws you. So. To make yourself a little bit more comfortable, get that sexy pizza. Choose your own adventure with their wide range of toppings or try one of their signature philanthropies. And a portion of every one of those sales from those five specialty pies is donated to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. And if you are looking to have sexy pizza support your organization or event, go to www.sexy.pizza and check out their about page uh, for the donations link and see how sexy pizza can support your cause order from any of their four Denver locations in Capitol Hill, old South Pearl, Jefferson park and park Hill. And now there is a new location in Trinidad that just opened again. That's www.sexy.pizza. Check out sexy pizza today. AJ, uh, Jesse and Megan hanging out with you guys talking about, uh, the abs made a big deal this morning. Uh, kind of out of left field here. Didn't see it coming. Uh, nobody out there really had the inside track on this one. Uh, Alexander Georgiev is brought over from the New York Rangers in exchange for a third round pick, a fifth round pick this year, and then a third round pick next year. $2 from Kevin Ober. Joe knows what to do. And that is actually where I was going to go next. We've talked a lot about the abs pro scouting over the last couple of years and how they've been able to identify these different guys on waivers, through trades, through free agency that fit really, really, really well into what they do. Has this scouting staff and Joe Sackick earned the benefit of the doubt on a move like this that you guys see something that'll work out here? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I mean, it's fair. Like, it's fair to look at Georgiev's track record, his career, all his box score stats, and his underlying stats. Uh, you know, his fancy stats, all of them have him as about a league average goaltender, right? Like, okay, great. Um, but it, it's totally fair to look at all of this and say, God, what are they seeing the guy? Right. But you also just go down the list of guys that they have acquired year after year after year after year after year, going back, what, three or four years now. And you're just like, look, their pro scouting staff is just crushing it. Yeah. Their pro scouting staff, their 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 NHL coaching staff is making it work with all these guys. They're they're doing a great job, and they've shown that they have a great deal of faith in UC Parkala to coach these guys up to scout. I mean, he does so much heavy lifting for the Evs, and 
you you just kind of turn over the keys and say, okay, we you like this guy. There's no way that they didn't consult with him before. Right. Um, and we had we had known that they had looked at him previously when they were in the market because they've been in the goaltender market for a while now. Um, but you absolutely trust that the that they these guys know what they're doing. It's fair to question how much better does it get. Uh, what can you really expect out of these guys? But let's be real here. Like we're not talking about the Avalanche missing the postseason next year unless catastrophe strikes. If both of these guys absolutely bottom out, Georgiev and Franzos, totally bottom out, then maybe they miss the playoffs. But I think the likeliest outcome here is that you get worse production in the regular season. You don't have a Darcy Kemper like stretch where he plays three months at like nine thirty two or whatever. <laughs> So you maybe don't get that, but it's not going to be very hard between Darcy Kemper's 902 and Pavel Francouz's 906. It's not going to be very hard to get better goaltending in the postseason next year. You're probably going to have a little worse team overall because you're going to lose some depth guys in the next week and a half. Um, so that's all going to hurt. It's going to be a harder climb back up the mountain for them to defend the cup but they'll probably get better goaltending because the bar in the postseason was just so low. Mm-hmm. We're gonna that, get into- hey, man, like you feel you feel like there's a good chance that this ends up being an that whatever one of these guys does this year is better in the postseason than what they got this yeah. season. So, uh, you know, I, we'll we'll see how it goes. It's fair to question it, but. I do think to answer your original question, you absolutely have faith that the yeah. Avalanche front office. Uh, but what more? What more do they need to do? Right, right. Like right. for for you to just be like, hey, look, they've made a, a decision here. That's that on the surface, it's very easy to be like, this is this is a little iffy. Mm-hmm. This is a little iffy. Like the price isn't very much. You're comfortable moving on from Kemper because he's asking for too large of a contract. Okay, I can I can understand all of that. But the player that they got here, it's question. It's it's a big question. This isn't like going out and getting Nico Sturm to be a, a fourth line center. You're asking either this guy or Pavel Francouz to be your starting goaltender, and right. this kind of starts the market too. This is the first big goaltender move of the market this year. So mm-hmm. instead of waiting for the end of the carousel like they did last year, yeah, they got yeah. they got stuck with no leverage and having to pay a desperate price, you know, having to pay an exorbitant price for, for Darcy Kemper, they got ahead of it, went and got a guy that they liked and, and, and set a market price. That's just not that, it's not that, not that expensive. So, So, you know, it's an interesting situation, a long winded way to say, yeah, you should totally trust. They've earned some trust. Megan, uh, AJ makes a good point there. Last year, we saw the abs kind of be on the other end of this, right? Where the music stopped and suddenly there was only one chair and they weren't sitting down yet. This year, they kind of identified early. We're not going to be able to bring this guy back. So we are going to make our move now. Would you have rather them wait to see how the UFA market shook out? Or do you like the fact that, hey, we're just jumping the gun and we're going to get done what we need to get done? so we can start attending to our other means of business. I think that I like that they made this move as soon as they did, because there are teams that are a bit 
more desperate for a starting goaltender. And I think that that is only going to get tighter as it gets down to the wire. Um, and the options are going to become scarcer and the price tag is going to become higher. And looking at what the abs dealt with in goaltending during the playoffs, they had to play a game that dominated possession and buckled down defensively to help in front of both Frankie and Darcy because there were moments of inconsistency and stumbles along the way and the avalanche were able to address that. So looking into this season, having a little bit of uncertainty surrounding goaltending was kind of my expectation, even if Darcy returned. And so knowing that what they did here, taking the gamble um, on Georgiev is not so different from what I was looking at ahead for the avalanche. And there's still going to be those pieces returning next year. There's going to be Kel McCarr. There's going to be Devon Taves that are going to add a little bit of insurance for whatever option they did choose in the end. And that's why I have some confidence in this being the option. And I'm kind of glad it wasn't anything that we were expecting because those seem to be the choices that surprised me the most. Like even looking at the deadline acquisitions, this is a much smaller addition to the team, but they were so intelligently added to this team to address their needs at the time and kind of under short notice like this. And it fit the team perfectly. Josh Manson fit the team perfectly. Andrew Cogliano fit the team per perfectly. Yeah. Lackanen did too. And they weren't dealing with months of scouting to be able to make those choices either. And so the timeliness of this feels in line with other decisions that the Avalanche front office have made. So I have every confidence in it too. Well, and, and the point you make about the price you're probably paying less for it today than you would a week from now, right? Um, once that UFA goaltender market has, has, has dried up a bit. And then the fit. And AJ, this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. <sighs> Obviously, goaltender fit is a little bit different than the way that Josh Manson fit in and, and Cogliano and stuff. But in terms of like Georgiev, the, the goaltender, is this a guy that you think the Avs pro scouting is looking at saying, yes, he's struggled, but we think that once he gets into our system behind our defense, the things that he does really well are going to be able to shine through. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they, they have full faith that that's the case. Otherwise they wouldn't have done this. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that this is, this is a big bet on themselves. And their ability... I, I, that's a great way of putting it, I think. Yeah, it's a big bet on themselves and, and their ability to uh, maximize this position, to be cost-efficient with it, where they're saying, look, would we love to have Andre Vasilevsky in our net? Of course. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Right. But short of that, we're not going to commit at this position for the sake of committing, because that's where teams get themselves in trouble. And so they're just saying, look, we're going to continue to try and find solutions. We're going to try and find my, my thing last year, as I said, go and find the next Philip Grubauer, mm -hmm. get in the next guy for a couple of years and continue to do this. I've always been against the big goaltender contracts, unless you have that guy. If you have a Hellebuck, if you have uh, what we thought John Gibson was going to be, and even John Gibson right now is standing out as a giant this could still go wrong for you, even when you think you have that guy. You know, mm -hmm. the Vasilevskis and Hellebucks are just not very common. There's a reason everybody talks about them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, a, there's a reason there's only a couple of those guys out there. So, 
those guys just those guys just are not very uh, they're not they're not common and in the salary cap world you have to make every dollar count and the cost efficiency here of look do you maybe lose five more games maybe seven more games next year than you did this this regular season because of the downgrade from from Kemper to Georgiev maybe maybe do you still make the postseason do you still have home ice are you still the best team in the West you absolutely could be. You absolutely could be. And well, if that's well, how you feel about your team, this is a pretty smart approach to it. The big question will be, did they get it right with Georgiev? Right. The concept on paper of doing this is fine. Love it. But you have to be right. Your scouting has to hit. And then, look, okay, we're going we're gonna to see them save three or $4 million on the goaltending position. Great. Yeah. Awesome. What do they do with it? Right. Uh, $5 here from Oliver Bauer. Great last name. Georgiev was at his best in New York when he had consistent starts. Unless you're going to offer sheet Ottinger, Georgiev was the best available goalie. Cheers. Thank you for the $5, Oliver. Um, Can't offer sheet Ottinger anyway. Why not? They don't have any picks. Oh, 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 well, so and, and here's the fun part about Georgiev, because to your point that you were just making, AJ, are you maybe downgrading over Kemper? Maybe. That's the part of this where, where the, the kind of big swing that I referenced earlier is coming in. On paper, we think this is a, a, a straight downgrade from what yep. you just had. Mm-hmm. But I like, think... Let's be real. Darcy Kemper was right around the fifth best goaltender in the NHL this year. He, he up was great start up until the start of the postseason, and yeah. then it got complicated from there, which we all know. So yeah, yeah like we understand, we we understand that the the bar is really high to repeat the regular season that they had, which was the best regular season in Avalanche history, right. which was the top fifteen regular season in NHL history. It's gonna be right. tough to do, right? Do and it's gonna be to... tough for anyone to do that. Sorry, Megan, go ahead. Some of Darcy Kemper's regular season could be credited to the council of UC Parkala that now Georgiev is going to benefit from. Wow. Of course. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the guy that you're trusting here. And more than even Georgiev himself, you're trusting UC Parkala. Hey, UC is going to, we need you to, 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 to turn this into something for us. You're the one that scouted him. You're the one that, that obviously liked him. Like I said, there's no way they make this move without his stamp of approval. Yeah, yeah. Now it's on him. He's got to be the one to turn this the, this guy into. Uh, at the very at very worst, he's got to be a solid platoon option for Pavel Francos. Yeah, because Fransos, I, I don't want to continue to discount the possibility that Frankie could just take this job. 100%. I'm not comfortable with that. I've always said that I don't think he I I don't think he has that kind of ceiling. I don't think they would make this kind of move. If they felt he had this, that that kind of ceiling, but there's always this possibility. So, yeah, you never know. Um, obviously, they didn't draft and develop him, but the Avs should get a little bit of credit for plucking uh, Pavel Fransos uh, <laughs> out of the KHL totally. and tur- turning him into a legitimate NHL goaltender. Right, wherever you fall on on his ceiling, where he's at now, whatever. Um, the fact that this was just a free goaltender that has put them in this situation 
to kind of have some play. And again, won six games in the playoffs, including all four games in the Western Conference Final. Um, just another example of Avs Pro Scouting uh, doing their job. Francois described UC Parkala as a perfectionist uh, when asked about him during the playoffs. So that is who is going to be taking over for, for Georgiev. He is he, he's, he's intense. He knows what he wants his goaltenders to do. Um, and it took... AJ, I remember you and I were sitting at, I believe it was training camp, if not one of the first couple practices of the season. And there was a couple things that Kemper, we could tell, was getting visibly frustrated with um, with UC Parkla in terms of, no, you've got to do it this way. I want to see you doing this. And, and one of the things that we noticed was UC Parkla likes his goaltenders to like take a little hop, kind of a little skip to shuffle their feet when they're moving from left to right, right to left, and not pushing and sliding and Kemper was really, really struggling with it. It was actually something I noticed later in the season. It was something I kept my eye on. And by the end of the year, Kemper, that was how he was tracking pucks from left to right, shuffling his feet, kind of taking little steps instead of just sliding back and forth. Um, so Parkala now has, you know, Varlamov, Grubauer, Fransos, uh, Kemper. He's got a little bit of a track record here of getting these goaltenders to dial their play up. It'll be really, really interesting to see uh, what he can do with uh, with Alexander Georgiev. Again, I, I like the upside on Georgiev. Um, Megan, I don't know how familiar you are. You know, I, obviously we we don't watch a ton of New York Ranger games, right? Um, I don't hate it, myself that much. <laughs> you see enough. Um, to AJ's point earlier, this was being looked at as the guy just as recently as two, three years ago um, in New York before Shesterkin comes in and then a little bit of a slide. Just forget the assets, forget what it costs that Kemper's not coming back. Just your thoughts on on Georgiev, just kind of in general. I think I like the addition of personality that comes with Georgiev. He, throughout his young budding career, has played with confidence. He's the guy, depending on how you look at it, had the scuffle with Tony D. He yep. threw his stick yep. at Ovi in the shootout. Like, there's a little bit of style and flourish that reminds me of Patrick Waugh. Not stylistically <laughs> necessarily, but I kind of like the addition of that personality. Because that edge. it's the kind of confidence that could benefit him if he is competing for a starting role. And he's going to be hungry for it because that opportunity, the path to becoming a starter in New York for him, really didn't look possible. But now there's something of a fresh slate coming into Colorado. And while he does seem to be kind of multinational, he is he is Russian. So hey Val. Oh, why don't you stick around? Point. Why don't you stick around? 20. I'm not really sure what that is. I don't know what SEK is. 20 units of payment in some country. Uh, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming it's Swedish currency. Okay, I thought it was Swedish kroner was my guess, but uh, G stats probably hurt by New York's D may improve with the abs. This is something that I, I, I don't think should be glossed over. AJ, I can tell you disagree. Uh, I thank, just, you, thank you I, for the 20, by the way. My only thing is, is that I don't like immediately dismissing poor play and saying, but, sure. but, 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 but the team in front of him, because part of like Darcy Kemper's appeal a year ago was, hey, look at how well he has played with the team in front of him. Like with a blah Arizona or or worse, you know, group in front of him, there are guys every year. Look at the year that Anton Forsberg just had in in Ottawa, that has been the catalyst for 
the Senators like trying to give away a top 10 pick to get rid of Matt Murray's contract, right? <laughs> like, like that's, that's like, there are, there are goalies every single year on bad hockey teams that play well. Um, it does not do anything for me when uh, a goalie does not play well behind a bad team and people just wave it away like, oh, well, he's on, he's on a bad team. He's got work to do. He's got to prove it. He's gotten worse every year of his NHL career. Uh, this dude has to come into Colorado and prove it. He now has an enormous amount of pressure because he's coming into a Stanley Cup environment and they're asking him to, at worst, be half of the guy yeah well it's it's uh damn that comment really made me laugh and it made me laugh so hard that it made me lose my train of thought uh yeah you heard it here first alex georgiev is the next patrick law per megan angley i'm alarmed no 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 take it to twitter no no no. (laughs) uh aj what were you just saying uh i don't like dismissing goaltenders poor play because of bad teams Thank you. Uh, well, it's part of what, and, and we brought his name up a couple times in the last two days because it's kind of gone the other way. But that's part of what has made him so desirable. A guy like John Gibson, it's like, yeah, this guy's team gets caved in every night for, again, for years, not these last couple as much. His team gets caved in every night and he still finds a way to make the stave, to make the stops, be effective, keep his team in the games. Yeah. It, it is hard to be like, Oh, well he wasn't good, but the team wasn't good. It's like, yeah, there's part of that. And, and again, you know, the abs kind of just proved in this playoff run, this group doesn't need elite goaltending. Yeah. They need good enough goaltending and they need the saves to be made when you need them. That was what my thing was with Darcy Kemper there, especially in those last in games four, five, six. Um, Ali up, slash yeah, yeah. Yaya jumping in. Uh, in games four, five, and six, you know, obviously they lose game five, but I thought Darcy Kemper did a really good job of he gave up goals early, but then he made the saves late when he needed to, kept his team in it, kept his team uh, close with a chance to win. That's all this Avs group is looking for. So if you think you can get that out of Georgiev yeah. and, <laughs> Look, and Francois, if If he's only going to give up two, I don't really care that much if both of them are soft. If it's right, just right. two. Right, you you like Colorado's chances to outscore that, hundred percent. Um, all right. Before we get into the contract stuff and what this all means in terms of the money, because that to me is something that I am looking at here um, as part of this. Like AJ mentioned, the Avs will probably have about five million tied up in net altogether. Before we get to that, Megan, AJ, do you guys have anything else in terms of the player, the trade, Kemper, anything like that? Perfect. Speaking of money, let's do these reads. Let's do these reads. DNBR Avalanche Podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Also brought to you guys by Breckenridge Brewery, which is the official beer of DNBR. We will have all their beers back on tap once the DNBR Bar 2.0 reopens here next month. We'll also have all their seltzers, all that good stuff. Uh, right there in the bar. Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion, and there is no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew. Uh, They've been doing it for over 30 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. 
make sure you try out the hard seltzers, the lemonade seltzers, my favorite. Um, Avalanche Amber Ale, Juice Drop IPA, Summer Pills Shandy, the Strawberry Sky, which is always incredibly popular, as well as the Vanilla Porter Jr. And you can use that Breck Beer Locator app right there on your phone to find out where they are being sold, where Breckridge Brewery is being sold. Uh, Stop down at the farmhouse uh, off Santa Fe. Teased it the other day. Still not 100% sure all the fine details on it, so we're not going to go, we're not going to give you guys too much yet, but we are planning some pretty fun stuff with Breckenridge Brewery uh, for this summer, so hopefully we'll have a couple events, uh, an event or two uh, to bring you guys once all that gets ironed out. But yeah, make sure to stop into the farmhouse, use that Breck Beer Locator app, and pick some up today. Also got to remind you guys about our amazing friends over at Green Mountain Dental. I promise I will be calling. I said that earlier this week and I still haven't. Need to get my appointments rescheduled. That had to cancel during the Western Conference Final and Cup Final. Uh, we've had several uh, several DNBR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental uh, over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. I've actually already converted one family member working on getting the other ones over there. Those listeners have personally reached out to us let us know how great their experience uh, was. Thanked us for leading them to such a wonderful place. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing from our listeners. So please tell us about your experience if you make the switch to Green Mountain Dental uh, in Lakewood. They are the best family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they are extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. Seriously, they'll talk sports with you and you walk in there. Uh, they're always very nice to me. They know I covered the abs. So uh, there's a bunch of big abs fans in the office. They'll always come over and talk. Uh, all the good stuff, even when your mouth is full of fluoride and dental instruments and all kinds of stuff. Um, <laughs> if you schedule a clean, cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, tag us when you go in there. Show this community how big the support can be for one of our biggest sponsors and one of our biggest supporters. Green Mountain Dental treats you like family. They send you birthday cards, all that good stuff. They, they're one of the longest-running DNVR partners. They show us love, so go show them some love. They're only 15 minutes from downtown. And again, when you do that cleaning x-ray and exam, they are going to give you a free Sonicare toothbrush at Green Mountain Dental today. So get on down there. Seriously, guys, I have hated going to the dentist my entire life. These guys are awesome. Uh, I, I, I really I won't go anywhere else now. Head on down to Green Mountain Dental. Jesse, hanging out with Megan and AJ. We are talking about Alexander Georgiev. Kind of a trade that came out of left field today. Not really uh, many of us saw it coming. Uh, what is that? Chat's talking to me. Oh, okay, okay. Um, didn't really see it coming. And honestly, there are some other implications other than just in net. But first, $5 um, from Kyron Roush. Ben Myers should get called up to save on cap space. <laughs> I expect Ben Myers to play a pretty big role. Next year. Not even, don't even have to call him up. He just wasn't allowed to play in the postseason. All right, the he's work. as good as on the roster in my mind. Same. Yeah, I agree. I think we're all expecting him to play a decent middle or bottom six role coming in next year. All right, guys. This all comes down to money, right? That's why Darcy Temper is not bad. Dude, how much of life does? It all just comes down to money. You want to go on vacation? Money. You know, I, I don't even know if I, I... I don't know if I'm mentally stable enough to have this conversation because it's so much. I have this conversation all the time. There's one thing in life you can't cheat, and it's money, and it's so frustrating. 
Because the people, the people that do, don't get caught anyway. Yeah, the people you have to have money to be able to cheat it. There you go. Brutal, dude. That's the true capitalist approach. Uh, if it wasn't for the salary cap, all that stuff, Darcy Kemper <laughs> would be back. But it just sounds uh, sounds like he maybe wanted a little bit too much. We ran into another Philip Grubauer situation. So by making this move and not necessarily going out into the UFA market, now the amount of money that you thought you were going to be spending on Darcy Kemper at minimum is what you will have tied up in net altogether. This obviously opens the door for a couple more possibilities. AJ, mm-hmm. you know where I'm going with this. Nazim Kadri, does this make it any more feasible if the abs can hold on to him? I don't think so. Don't think so. No, because when you... Uh, so right now they've got about $25 million in cap space, okay? So let's just do... Oh, God, we're going to break the the golden rule. We're going to do live, math live on air. Please don't do this to me. All right, so $25 million. Let's say that Georgiev's new deal is three. All right, we're down to $22 million. Yep. All right, you need you need Nachushkin. Let's go high on Nachushkin and let's just carve out six $6 million. Just to be safe, okay? All right, six million. Now we've gone. Now we're all the way down to sixteen million. Okay, you need a you need a new deal for Lekkinen. Again, just to be safe, let's give him five million. Now some of this might be a little overestimated, but let's just rounding off here. Yeah. So we've given him we've given him five million. All right. Now now you're down to eleven million, and. You still want to? You still want to either bring back or replace Darren Helm? Okay, Darren Helm, Nico Sturm. We'll we'll call them one guy. Yeah. That one spot. Okay. Let's just a million dollars. All right. Let's spend a million dollars on that. Okay. Boom. Now you're down to ten million. You want to give Abe Kubel his qualifying offer? That's one point two million. All right. We'll call it one just so that we don't get. We don't get a little wild here. Now we're down to nine million. All right. Right. You're down to nine million, and you haven't signed Burakovsky, and you haven't signed Kadri, and you haven't signed Manson. What do you do? Do you try and you know Dylan Strom isn't getting qualified? Do you try and go get Dylan Strom to maybe be your two C for three million dollars? Do you sign Josh Manson? Do you give Manson that money? So you've got $9 million. You give Manson, let's say you give Manson $4 million. All right, now I'm now I'm lowballing it because I'm trying to save the abs money. Hey, well, we All went right. over before. So you give Manson $4 million, okay? All right, well, now you've got... Now, now you're down to $5 million. You don't have any of that. There's no Kadri space. There's no Burakovsky space. Uh, and you still have a hole at forward. You need one forward with $5 million left. What you do? Are you actually asking, or was that just like a, an open? No, I mean, that's kind of where you are. So if you don't, uh, people are asking about Sedlak. Look, if, if Lucas Sedlak makes the team, that's 800K. You probably put him in the the roster spot that I just gave to Helm. Right. You're probably going to need another million dollars for another depth defenseman, maybe $2 million. 
for another depth defenseman. Even if you don't bring back Josh Manson, you're going to need a Ryan Murray because right now Curtis McDermott is in your lineup. And Curtis McDermott, as we saw, is probably best used as an eighth defenseman, 13th forward. He takes up two roster spots for you because he can do that. So you save money by giving that guy a million dollars to be both of those jobs for you. So you're, you're in a, you're in a tough spot here. Yeah. This definitely gives you a little bit more flexibility in the immediate, but I still don't really know if it moves the needle. Now it it does, but Mm. also think, look, I overestimated those. If I overestimated both the Nachushkin and Lekkanen deals by 500 K, that's an extra million dollars to play with. Right. So you need to, they need to get those done and figure out how much they have to play with because Kadri is going to cost 8 million. What does Andrew cop cost? Because if Andrew cop is going to be the guy that they target for two C, if you give him $5 million, which is a healthy raise for him and a pretty big roll of the dice that he can do that job for you. But mm-hmm. if you have Lekkonen, you have Nichushkin, you have Landis Gog, you have Rantanen, McKinnon, Cop, and then you have Myers, Comfer, Newhook, all guys that can move around in your lineup and play center for you wherever you need. So this is where I'm saying that even with the savings from the goaltending move today, you're not keeping Kadri. Unless Kadri is willing to make a major major financial sacrifice. Right. And, and cause if Kadri would do six years or 6 million over five years, everybody could probably live with that. Mm-hmm. But if he's looking at getting, if he's looking at getting 8 million somewhere else over the same amount of time, is he giving up $10 million just to stay in Colorado? Right. That's a lot of money. So depends on if he if he's valuing taking another run at a cup or the money. Which again, I don't think anyone anyone's gonna. I don't think anyone's gonna blame him if he does. I'm gonna say it again. We talked. I don't understand why people hate Sam Gerrard so much. So the and Sam his Ger- contract. I like think the contract is the best part of. Sam Gerard. I think the I think the appeal of trading Sam Gerard now is not so much about Sam Gerard as it is that's five million dollars. He's a top four defenseman. You could probably talk a team into giving up a valuable forward, given his age, given that he has signed for five more years at five million. You could really like you could see where you could say, okay, uh, let's say New Jersey ends up with Shane Wright in the draft tonight. Okay, they've got Jack Hughes, Shane Wright, and Nico Heischer down the middle. Would they entertain if Colorado called them up and said, hey, we'll give you Sam Gerrard next year's first round pick and I I don't know, fucking Oscar Olison or something. I don't I don't really know what next, what needs to be next. Um would they would would New Jersey have an interest in moving a guy like maybe Nico Heischer? I mean, to be Colorado's two C, who'd be it, signed long term, like, uh, like it's not. It's I don't think that the Gerard conversation is about Gerard as much anymore as it is balancing your roster because, um, 
you've got you've got a new deal that's going to be coming for Bowen Byram. You would love to find a way to keep Devon Taves at the end of this contract. It's going to be tough, yeah. but you would love to do it, right? Um, and if if that kind of comes at the expense of Gerard, then I think a lot of people and people are also saying, hey, they just want to stay in the cup without Sam Gerard. So sure. how important is he really? I would also say they had Josh Manson, who they're about to lose. So they're not just going to be able to willy-nilly lose Sam Gerard in a postseason moving forward. Right. $2 from Miss Truly again. So glad you all can't be traded. Or can you? I don't know. I I don't check my email on some days for that exact reason. I'm like, well, if they trade me and I don't read it, they can't actually trade me, right? I don't look at it. It's not real. Yeah, so I think that that's the, the, the Gerard conversation is that in this in this crunch oof yep <laughs> bring cat to ottawa huh yeah jeez um so i think that in this in this crunch that the abs are in right now that's where the appeal of moving gerard is i don't think that i i think that that's a knee-jerk reaction if you're gonna go cheap on goaltender under the guise of well we're so good defensively you need to stay really good defensively. Right, and right, 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 right. Yep. You need to keep Sam yep. Gerrard. Uh, you need to keep Bowen Byron. You need to keep Devon Taves. You can't suddenly be like, well, we're going to, well, let's take that guy out of here. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's uh, I, that's, I think that's just the conversation around Gerrard is people want to move him right now, but absolutely not. Uh, he's going to be really valuable for the abs moving forward. Uh, I, I fully agree with you. I, I think I think what you just said right there was such a great point of you're building everything right now around the under the guise of we are great defensively. Don't go tear. Don't do what Nashville did a few years ago. Oh, we have a, a, a we have a glut of great defensemen. Let's trade all of them and completely tear down this back end. Yeah, because they did that. They did. The, the, they were looking for a one C, which is going to be a little harder to find. <laughs> Uh, and so that's how they ended up. That's how they ended up moving around the way that they did. But what, um, what, what a mistake I, for Chicago here! Right? I can't believe that this DeBrincat thing is happening to us right now at the end in of the, the show. Yeah, yeah. But of course, seven thirty nine and a twenty twenty four third round pick for Alex DeBrincat is a great deal. That's for Ottawa. It's phenomenal. Dude, I, I just and, and of all the players on that, unless they, unless we are going to see today, Patrick Kane, Kirby Doc, uh, you know, unless we're going to see those types of trades follow, I, I, I just don't get why Alex DeBrincat is the guy that you move out of everyone there. He's like the only guy that's still on the rise. Uh, yeah, I mean, do a huge deal. I believe in two years. Sure. But like, does that not seem like the kind of guy that you want to be part of that next core? I guess, I guess my big, my big question is, is the seventh pick is the crown jewel there. The seventh pick in a, in a draft class of. Eh. Right. I don't think that the the Blackhawks tanking for Bedard is a full go until they make a few more moves. But 
yeah, I really don't. 24 don't years I... old. Alex DeBrincat is 24 years old, has two 40-goal seasons under his belt. Over the last three seasons, he is tied for 31st in points with 179. He's tied with Kevin Fiala and Andre Kopitar, one behind Kale McCarr. <laughs> uh, Everything's about Kale. Wow, I. Uh... <sighs> yeah, I, and not the move suddenly, I would have made. Suddenly, they're talking about uh, moving Kirby Doc too. Like, if only the Abs had the ammo for that one, because I'm, right, no kidding. I have an unhealthy love for Kirby Doc. <laughs> At this point, you know what? Just say YOLO and get rid of all your picks for the next two drafts and just chips to the middle. Um, As this stuff starts to heat up, we're getting closer to the trade deadline, so let's all jump off here and uh, stay near your computer for the next emergency pod that I'm sure will be needed in 90 minutes. Kirby really, really doesn't like the idea of trading Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc, that's so cute. He heard heard trade Kirby and got really upset. Final yeah. thoughts for either of you guys? Uh, I'm excited for the draft tonight. I'm excited to just – I'm just going to live tweet the draft. Like, I'm just going to sit at my computer and watch the draft and just tweet about it. I don't have to watch it uh, with any kind of investment. I just get to enjoy it for the first time since 2008. I just get to watch the draft. <laughs> so sure. I, I'm looking forward to it. I will say if Montreal doesn't take Shane Wright first overall, they're fucking stupid. Preach. Megan, final thoughts? No. Just waiting for more news to drop. Yeah, like I said, don't uh, don't get too caught up in your errands because I've seen this movie before. Yeah, I'm not I was getting coffee and I almost I didn't almost crash. That's really dramatic, but I was really shocked. So I I, I tell you how fun how fun, it's funny I'm thinking about this now, but I, I don't want to cannibalize viewers from the PHNX show that Rudo flew down there to go and do, and it's going to be a full-blown production for tonight, but I feel like it would be fun if we just hung out for the draft on stream and just chilled with people. Like the watch-alongs. Exactly. <clears throat> well, maybe next year when the abs don't have any picks, we can do that. Yeah. It's just this year, we, I don't want to take away from our PHNX peeps. So. Yeah, they're going to have an awesome production going, so make sure you do check out the PHNX draft stream tonight. Uh, our boy Rudo uh, will be on the panel talking about all the prospects the way that we normally do uh, mm-hmm. as the picks come in. Again, the Avs now don't select until the, at least the sixth round tomorrow. The end of the sixth even round. Up, right, right, right. The last pick of the sixth round, if they even end up making that pick, we will have to wait and see. I think that's it for right now. Uh, seriously, keep your notifications on and all that stuff. If the abs make another big deal, we may be jumping right back on uh, this. Tis the season of the emergency pod, fam. Right. So if things now, the happen. Next week, the next yeah. week or so, I- I'm not even going to like try to guess at what our schedule is going to be because, yeah, we were all joking about it. Had the Georgiev news not broken within like 90 minutes of the show starting, we would have gotten on and done an emergency pod. We were like, you know what? Finish running your errands, finish getting your coffee, all that stuff. We'll just do it at one. But uh, stay locked in. We'll be on top of all of it. If anything does come up, we'll be right back on here. Uh, Also, make sure you are staying locked into the dnbr.com 
AJ already has a piece up about the Georgiev acquisition uh, that you can go read, check out uh, the great in-depth stuff that AJ always does whenever the Avs acquire somebody new. I'll have another piece out later. It was about free agency, but now I have to go delete the Darcy Kemper part. I already had to get rid of the Cogliano part. Yeah. Now I got to go delete Darcy Kemper too. <laughs> it's uh, what are the, they always say at the start of the 32 thoughts podcast. Listen to this fast before the news changes. There you yeah. go. For Megan Angley, AJ Hayfley, and our man Yaya behind the glass. Thank you guys all so much for listening. I am Jesse Montano. We will talk to you guys later.